This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a special set of 52 Bible scripture cards based on the verses Pastor Rick taught in this series, Living in the Goodness of God. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called, Why You Don't Need to Fear the Future. Now, what are the implications of these three truths? I mean, for you right now, between now and when you go to heaven, what does all this mean? What, do, what does it mean that God's goodness is watching over you and that God's grace is working in you and that God's glory is waiting for you? What does that really mean for Monday morning? Well, what I just shared with you are the antidotes to your three greatest fears. And if you understand them, if you fully grasp what I'm trying to teach you this morning, you will be fearless. You will have a new level of confidence in your life. You certainly won't be anxious about the future because God's goodness and grace and glory are all involved in your future. If you get anxious about the future, if you have a problem, you get nervous thinking about what's gonna happen tomorrow, you need to take notes right now as if your life depends on it, because it does. It does. Let me give you the three implications. How should I live knowing what God is like? Knowing God's goodness and grace and his mercy in my life. You wanna write these three things down. This is how you live fully, and this is how you live fearlessly. Number one, I must stay grateful and generous because God is so good to me. God is generous with me and God expects me to be grateful and generous with others the rest of my life. My first response to God's goodness, my first response to God's mercy should be gratitude, and my second response should be generosity. Let me show you some verses. Psalm 118, verse 29. Give thanks continually to our Lord because he is so good and because his mercy will never run out. There's goodness and mercy right there. His goodness is good and his mercy will never run out. Continual mercy deserves continual thanks. You need to develop for the rest of your life an attitude of gratitude. Now in one of the past messages in this series, I told you that there have been scientific studies, many, 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 many scientific studies that show that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. More than any other thing, that if you develop the attitude of gratitude, if you walk around with gratefulness in your heart all the time, you're gonna live longer. Studies have proven this. You're gonna be healthier. Studies have proven this. You're going to be happier. Studies have proven this. Grateful people tend to be more successful in life than ungrateful people. There are many, many, many benefits of the attitude of gratitude. And most of all, gratitude is an antidote to fear. 
Do you have panic attacks? Do you have fear? Do you have anxiety in your life? Do you have fears about the future? You cannot be grateful and fearful at the same time. It's impossible. You just can't. So when you're fearful, at that moment, you're not being grateful. And when, you are, when your life is filled with grateful, you can't be fearful. Because they, they oppose each other. Why? Because fear, when I'm fearful, I'm focused on me. When I'm grateful, I'm focused on others and God. What they've done for me, what God has done for me. You get the focus off yourself, the fear and the anxiety will go down. Gratitude is one of the four antidotes to fearfulness in your life. The Bible says this, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. We have been given possession of an unshakable kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. Okay, well, unshakable means you don't need to be afraid of this. I can't lose this. You can't lose your salvation. Okay, it's unshakable. Therefore, let us be, therefore, be grateful and use our gratitude to worship God the way that pleases him with reverence and awe. So you need to just develop a daily habit of being grateful for everything and anything and all things around you. Now the second response, and this is also an antidote to fear, is not gratitude, but it's generosity. And God says, I want you to pass on others the same kind of goodness. I'm good to you, I want you to be good to others. I'm generous with you, I want you to be generous with others. I give to you, I want you to give to others. The Bible says this in Matthew 10, verse eight. You have been treated generously by God, so live generously. Give as freely as you have received. Now this is interesting because scientific studies have also shown that the more generous you are, the less fearful you are. The, the more giving you are, the more at peace you are, the more confident you are, the less anxious, the less fearful you are. And the Bible actually confirms this, that generosity is another antidote to fear. Because you get generosity, you get to you know, the focus off yourself and on helping other people. Here's a good example, Psalm 112, verse five to nine. Good will come to him, let me stop right there. Everybody who's listening to me right now, do you want good or bad to come to you in life? Well, I want good to come to me. Well, okay, here's how you have good come to you. Good will come to him who is generous. Such people lend freely. In other words, hey, you need my car? Take my car. You need a place to stay tonight? Stay in my place. You need some money for food? Here, here's some money for food. You need a babysitter? Let me babysit for you. Uh, what, what, what do you need? You need me to drive you to the doctor? Let me take you to the doctor. Name me bring over a meal, your family's sick tonight? Let me, let me, generosity in every area of your time, your talents, your treasure, your money, your motivations. Generous with your praise, not stingy with praise. Generous with compliments, not stingy with compliments. Good will come to him who is generous. Such people lend freely. They conduct their affairs honestly. They will never be shaken. They don't fear bad news because they trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless. You wanna be confident and fearless? Become more generous. They are confident and fearless in facing their opposition. You have opposition in your life. There's some people who don't like you. There's somebody who's gunning for your job. There's somebody who just doesn't like you because of what you believe. There's some people who just, they're mean. They just, they're opponents. You have, you have competitors. These people, 
generous people are confident and fearless in facing their opposition. Because they give generously to the needy, they will have influence and honor. I want you to hear a testimony of how instead of choosing worry and complaining, you choose generosity and gratitude in your life and what it does. These are miracle working attitudes. Give a warm welcome to uh, Phil right now. Watch this. Well, hello, Saddleback Church. I'd like to share my story about God's goodness and the power of gratitude. Like many other couples in our church family, for several years after we were married, my wife Connie and I tried unsuccessfully to start our family. We really wanted to have a baby, but it just didn't happen. We prayed, we waited on the Lord, and we tried literally everything. With each year passing, we became more frustrated and discouraged. Well, we knew the promises of God, but our experiences seemed to contradict those promises. You know, truthfully, there were many days and sleepless nights where we felt hopeless and really just wanted to give up. I want to tell you, if you're currently in this situation wanting to have kids but not seeing any way that it might happen, Connie and I understand your pain. And by the way, our church family offers support groups for couples who are struggling with infertility. Well, as the childless months turned into years, we could have easily given in to Satan's temptation to become bitter and to just throw in the towel, to give up believing in God's goodness and mercy and just walk away from running the race with Jesus. But we didn't do that. We did not give up believing in the goodness of God, and we chose to take specific steps that demonstrated our faith in God and our trust in his perfect timing. First, we began just to simplify our lives, both spiritually and financially, to prepare ourselves for the hope of becoming parents. We wanted to remove just any hindrances or barriers that could prevent us from keeping our lives solely focused on Jesus, regardless of what happened. One of the things that we decided to do was to have Connie stop working at her job. This would lower her stress, but it also was a visible demonstration of faith. Second, we decided to sell our house, it was a big decision, and move into something smaller so we could afford to live off one income while paying for the very expensive infertility treatments. We would do whatever we could do while trusting God for what only he could do. You know, I stand here today, honestly, I wrestle with the feeling that we were moving backwards financially in order to move forward towards our dream of starting a family. But during this time of trusting and waiting, God led me to a verse in the Bible, as he often does, about praising God and being grateful for the good things that God had already given to us. Isaiah 25, verse 1, is a bold statement, both of gratitude and faith, and it's where the Lord directed us. It says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name, for in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful and good things, things planned long ago. This verse really is the exact opposite of complaining and worrying and being frustrated about the things that you don't have. Instead, it taps into the power of gratitude. Well, this verse became our anchor. We would be grateful for all the good things God had already given to us, and in faith we would express our gratitude in advance for the good things that we believed God would provide for us in the future. In other words, we would trust the goodness of God and we would keep telling God how grateful and how thankful we were. 
It was our faith in the goodness of God that gave us the courage to put up our house on the market. Well, two months later, our house sold, and we moved into a teeny tiny one-bedroom condo. And it was at that very moment that my wife surprised me with the best news ever that we were finally pregnant with our first child. Our beautiful baby, Roz, was born this year on January 13th in that little condo, and my hands were the first hands to hold her. So I want to testify that God is good and God is faithful. And if you look up on the screen, this is from last month. This is uh, Connie and I's first Mother's Day. Obviously, you can see that I outpunted my coverage with my wife. She's beautiful. God gave her temporary blindness to marry me. She's a gift from the Lord. <laughs> but looking back, we can now see all the lessons we learned through all the days of waiting and delays. We often wanted to give up, but our trust in the goodness of God kept us going and also kept us growing and becoming more like Christ. Faith like a muscle, only grows when it is tested and stretched. But I also want to be clear that even if we had not received our miracle baby, we would still believe in God's goodness. And we would still be grateful because everything we have is a gift from God's goodness. You know, God, ha God has not guaranteed that we will get everything we want in life, but God has guaranteed that he knows and wants what is best for us. And everything he does for us is good. In closing, I want to urge you to practice the power of daily gratitude in thanking God for his goodness. As Pastor Rick teaches, gratitude to God has the power to change everything. It releases miracles. It can break through barriers. It can make the impossible possible. So I urge you to develop the daily habit of being grateful for God's goodness to you. And when you feel like something you really, really want will never happen, I challenge you to decrease your doubting and increase your thankfulness for all of the good things that God has already done for you. Then watch what happens. God bless you, Saddleback Church family. This is a good place. Connie and I are grateful for you, and we love you dearly. Thank you. You know, another study that I read shows that if the first thing you do in the morning is you just mentally go through a list of things you're grateful for. You know, make a list of 10 or 12 things and you get up, you sit on the side of your bed and you thank God for these things. Uh, that actually, starting your day with gratitude actually changes your brain chemistry. It actually transforms your mind for the better. You'll think clearer during the day if you will start your day not with complaining, not with bad news, but with things you could be grateful for. So let's do a little experiment, okay? I, I dare you to do this. How about for the next 30 days, we make a commitment together that we're not gonna complain about anything. You catch yourself complaining, you just cut yourself off. We're not gonna complain about anything and we're not gonna worry about anything Instead, we're gonna be grateful and we're gonna be generous. You think you'd be any better in 30 days? Hello, hello. Now here's the problem. When I say, you know, get up in the morning and make a list of things you're grateful for, sometimes you're a little blurry-eyed and you can't even think about what you're grateful for. You, I thank God for my doggy <laughs> that I woke up. Okay, thank God for sun and moon and breakfast and my spouse and yeah, yeah. What about all the spiritual blessings that you forget God does for you, all of his goodness and mercy every day? 
So I've made a tool for you to use. Inside your program, I want you to pull it out. I made this just for you. It's called my daily gratitude reminder. And if you're watching online or you're listening on Daily Hope, you can go to the Daily Hope website and, and get this, or you can email me at the Daily Hope website and we'll send this to you. My daily gratitude reminder is a list of God's goodness to me from A to Z. I just went through the alphabet. And what I want you to do, I filled in the spiritual side, I want you to fill in the material and relational. There are spiritual blessings in your life, there are material blessings and there are relational blessings. So for instance, you Lord, spiritual blessings. You A, you're always with me, thank you for that. You anoint me with your grace, thank you for that. You B, you bring, out the bad, bring good out of the bad things that happen to me. You bless me with abilities. C, you care about my problems. You calm my worries and fears. You call me your friend. D, you designed my life for your great plan and purpose. Thank you, God. E, you empower me with your spirit. You empathize with what I feel. F, you forgive and forget my sins. You free me from shame. You fill my life with meaning. G, you give me what I need. You guide me in the right way. You guarantee my salvation. Thank you, God. H, you hear my prayers. You heal my hurts. You help me grow every day. Thank you, God. I, you inspire me with ideas. And I need some today, Lord. You invite me to depend on you. You include me in your family. Thank you, God. J, you justify me. Justify means just as if I'd never sinned. So you say there's no condemnation in my life because of Jesus. Thank you, God. K, you know what's best for me. You keep your promises. You keep me saved and secure. Thank you. L, you love me unconditionally. You lift me up when I'm down. M, you made me to be loved by you and you meet all my needs. N, you notice what I don't see. You nourish my soul. Thank you, God, that, oh, you open doors of opportunity for me. You overflow my life with blessings. P, you protect me when I'm attacked and I'm overwhelmed, and you're patient with my doubts. Thanks. Q, you're, you quiet my mind and my heart when I trust you. R, you remain faithful to me even when I'm unfaithful to you. R, you renew me when I'm tired. S, you sacrificed your son for me, you show me your mercy. You set me free from myself. Not just my habits, hurts, and hangups, but the biggest enemy of you is you. T, you teach me your truth through your word. You transform my life with loving discipline. You, you understand my pain. You use it to help others. You uphold me when I want to give up. V, you valued me enough to send a savior for me. Thank you, God. W, you wait for the right timing to answer my prayers. Thanks. You warn me of traps. Thank you, God. X, you express your favor over me as your child. Y, you yearn for fellowship with me. You want to spend time with me. Whoa, thank you. And Z, you zoom in on every detail of my life. You miss nothing. You can use this. You can use this. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this, and then over here in the material, you can just put A, B, C, D, give something you're grateful for, a material, physical thing. A, thank you God for air. <laughs> Have you ever thanked God for air? You wouldn't go very far without it. 
B, you could put a Bible. Thank you, God, for the Bible. Thank you, God, for all the beauty in the world. Thank you, God, for books and all the things I've learned. Thank you for my eyes and ears. Just gave you some examples. Over under T, I have, thank you, God, for taste buds. <laughs> what if God hadn't given you taste buds? Everything would taste like oatmeal. <laughs> have you ever thanked God for your taste buds? Say, thank you, God, that you created taste buds and then you made Cinnabon. <laughs> okay, and so you could, where I live, thank you, where, you know, just make a list. And then over under relational, uh, I've given you a couple categories, thanking God for your church. I, under P, I put thank God for pastors because I want you thanking God for me. <laughs> thank God for S, my small group. But you can just go down the list, put family members, friends. Hey, thank you, God, for Amy, my daughter, Thank you, God, for B, Bobby, my mother-in-law. Thank you, God, for Claire and Cole and Cassie, three of my grandkids. And you, just, you can write them all down. Write that down, put it by your bedside, and the next 30 days you, before you get out of bed, you develop the attitude of gratitude. It will blow your mind. It will change your life. It will reform your brain. It will do all kinds of health, mental, physical, and spiritual benefits if you develop the attitude of gratitude because God's goodness and mercy are following me every day of my life. You can do that, you can do that. Now, let me be quick on the, on the other two things you need to do in light of these three uh, commitments. Because God's, I have to be gracious to God, I'm gracious, I have to be grateful and generous because God is grateful and generous, I mean, is good and generous with me. Now here's, a, here's the next thing. Second thing, after I stay grateful and generous, I have to be gracious to everyone. Write that down. I have to be gracious to everyone because God is so gracious to me. And the more gracious you are with other people, the less fearful you're gonna be in life. Grace and fear don't reside in the same brain. God wants you to pass on the good things. Here's what the Bible says, Ephesians 4, 32. Be gracious and merciful to everyone. Why? Because God's gracious and merciful to you. Be gracious and merciful to everyone and forgive others just as God has forgiven you because of Christ. God cuts you a bunch of slack. Who are you still holding on the hook? Who do you refuse to forgive? Who do you refuse to let off the hook? Who do you refuse to let go? Who do you use uh, for, you for, refuse to just wipe the slate clean, say, okay, you're off the hook. God was gracious to me, God has forgiven me, I'm, go I'm gonna be gracious to you and I'm gonna forgive you. You know what being gracious is? It's another name for love. The more gracious you are, when you're gracious to somebody, you're, you're loving to them. And love, the Bible tells us, is an antidote to fear. Next verse, 1 John 4:18. There is no fear in love. Instead of perfect love, drives out all fear, because fear has to do with punishment. I don't think God will be merciful or graceful. He's gonna punish me. Fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not matured in love. Every time you invite God's love in the front door of your life, fear goes out the back door. And every time you invite fear into the front door of your life, love goes out the back door. Why? Because fear is focused on you, and love is focused on God and others. It's gracious. Now, how do you know when somebody doesn't understand the grace of God? They're not gracious to anybody else. 
Ungracious people are ungraced people. They don't realize how much they've been forgiven, so they want to hold it over everybody else's. If I don't feel forgiven, if I, don't feel, if I feel guilty and I feel ashamed, I certainly want you feeling it too because I don't want you feeling better than me. But if I remember how much God has forgiven me and I remember how much God has wiped out my guilt, wiped out my shame, I can be pretty gentle with you. I can be pretty gracious. I can let you off the hook. I can cut you some slack. Anytime you see somebody who's ungracious, no, they're walking around with a ton of guilt. You may have a mother or a mother-in-law or father or father-in-law or a friend or a neighbor or a brother or sister, and they can't let anybody off the hook. It's because they feel guilty. And as long as they don't feel grace, they're not gonna be gracious. But the more grace you feel, the more you know you've been forgiven, the more gracious you're gonna be with other people. So I gotta stay grateful and generous because God is so good. And I've gotta stay gracious to everyone because God is gracious to me. Here's the third one. Finally, to live fearlessly, to live fully and fearlessly, I need to live my life for God's glory because he's gonna share his glory with me someday. Right now, you live for the glory of God, and one day you will receive the glory of God forever and ever and ever. He says he's gonna share it with you in heaven. Now how do you do that? How do I live for God's glory at work? How do I live for God's glory at school? How do I live for God's glory in the neighborhood? How do I live for God's glory with my family? Matthew 5, 16, Jesus says this. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works, that's the key, the good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You just try to do your best, living for God, and he says that brings glory to God. What happens when you do that? What happens when you live for God's glory? It opens up your life to more of God's goodness, to more of God's mercy, to more of God's grace, to more of God's glory in your own life. The Bible says this, 1 Peter 1, last verse on your outline, verse three. God, in his divine power, has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Because of his goodness and mercy, he gives you everything you need. You got it all to live a godly life. Now this power is given to us through knowing Jesus. And the benefit, he has called us to share in his own goodness and glory. One day, you will share in God's goodness and God's glory. Now let me wrap this up. When you think about the future, when you think about the next six months, the next year, the next 10 years, the rest of your life, how do you see it? Is your mind filled with doubt, confusion, anxiety, fear, worry? It means you're not focused on the last verse of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's the antidote to the three biggest fears about the future. You see, really, you have a choice. You don't get to choose what's gonna happen to you the rest of your life. You don't but you do get to choose how you respond. You can face the future as a cynic, as a critic, as a pessimist, as a doubter. 
You can face the future experiencing the worst and expecting the worst. You can face it um, being ungrateful. You can face it being stingy. You can face your future being ungracious to other people. And you can live for the glory of yourself. Or you can face the future with gratitude and generosity and graciousness and the glory of God. Which one you think will make you happier? Which one do you think will make you more successful? Which one do you think will bring the smile of God and the reward of heaven? And it's amazingly how different you feel about life when you begin to live in the goodness of God and you begin to live for the goodness of God. As I said, there are gonna be a lot of events that happen in your life you can't explain, but you can face them confidently because you know surely goodness and mercy are gonna follow me. And God will bring good even out of the bad. No matter what, the loss of a loved one, God will bring good out of the bad. Surely goodness and mercy, and I may screw up in the future big time, but God is merciful. And I may be facing all kinds of problems in my life, but ultimately I win because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and I'm gonna share in God's glory one day. Me, why? Because I deserve it? No, because he loves me. Now in Psalm 23, you need to hear all these messages if you haven't. 12 expressions of God's goodness for you. But they're not for everybody. All of these things only happen. Goodness and mercy don't follow everybody. They only follow the person who can say, the Lord is my shepherd. So who's your shepherd? That's the question of the hour. Who's your shepherd? Are you your own shepherd? Who's running your life? Who's managing your life? Who's the boss of your life? Who is your shepherd? If you're saying, I'm my shepherd, goodness and mercy aren't following you. And you will not dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is for people who say, I'm in the flock. I'm a sheep in God's family. The Lord is my shepherd. And when you can say that, you can say with confidence, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's bow our heads. Some of you have been attending for months, weeks, maybe even years. You've been listening online, but you've never stepped across the line spiritually. You need to do so right now. You need to say, I want the Lord to be my shepherd. I'm gonna ask everybody who's already done that to be praying right now for everybody else who hasn't done that. And if you've never made that decision, say right now in your heart, thank God for his goodness and mercy to you. Say, dear God, thank you that you give me what I don't deserve. You give me good things. You are a good God. And God, thank you that you don't give me what I, what I do deserve. I, you give me mercy. And then say, Jesus Christ, I want you to be my shepherd and I want you to be my savior. And I want to follow you the rest of my life with your sheepdogs, goodness and mercy coming up from behind, keeping me on the right path. 
and say, God, I humbly ask you to reserve a home for me in heaven because Jesus died to make that possible. As much as I know how, I ask you, Christ, to come into my life and transform me. And I want to be a person who's grateful and generous and gracious and lives for your glory because you are so good to me and you're so generous with me and you're so gracious to me and you're going to share your glory with me one day. That is amazing. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... Scripture memorization is a powerful tool to help you remember God's promises, principles, and the purposes He has for you. That's why Pastor Rick created a very special scripture card set with 52 key verses from his Living in the Goodness of God teaching series. These verses will help you live in the confidence that God will help you meet all your needs. Filled with beautiful artwork, accented by stunning gold foil designs. This set of 52 cards will help you grow closer to God so you can truly live in His goodness. You can even use the space on the back to make notes or send a special message to encourage a friend. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a hurting world, we'll send you the Living in the Goodness of God scripture card set to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, I love getting these letters from you when you write in from all around the world. My prayer is that Daily Hope will bring that hope that we find in God's Word to people in every nation. Here's a note from one of our listeners who actually lives in India. Uh, Dear Pastor Rick, it's a great honor for me to share how I get blessings from the Daily Hope devotional every day. It's already been a year and a half that I've been reading the Daily Hope devotional, and I thank God for these. I also share this, these devotionals through social media, like Facebook and WhatsApp, and I send the daily devotions to 40 different pastors and 50 different lay leaders and to some of my church members and friends. I send them all over central India and to almost 500 people across the country. Thank you so much 
for this Daily Hope devotional. And may God continue to use every reader who have been called by God for his purposes. With blessings, Reverend Lankem, pastor of the Kuki Baptist Convention, Manipur, India. Well, I love how a pastor Lampkin is using Facebook. He's using WhatsApp to share these devotionals with hundreds of people in India. Do you realize that when you tell anybody about this broadcast or when you pass on the the written devotional, uh, you're actually partners with us in sharing the gospel all around the world. And the Bible says that as partners in ministry, we will share in the rewards together. Now, this is something anybody can do. And if you haven't thought about it, start making a list of people you could tell about Daily Hope. You could do this. Anybody can do this. And if you go to our website, PastorRick.com, you can share it by broadcast. You can share the devotional. You can share it on social media with just one little click. Do you realize how easy that is? We're trying to help you help share the gospel, which God has called all of us to do. Our ability to reach people all around the world is a direct result of your prayers your financial support, and your willingness to tell others. So from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say to you, thank you. I love you, and I thank God for you. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.